Let's talk about COVID. This week on the podcast, economic effects, and how my wife has given it to me for a second time. Enjoy the show. This week, I'm going to talk about going through our previous health crisis. Now, I didn't put it in the title because YouTube likes to put warnings and all that stuff. Um, so, but I'm talking about COVID-19. Now, it took about two years um, with me living rather safe, um, you know, practicing, you know, the best hygiene I could uh, to avoid getting COVID. And about a year ago, I got COVID. And it was brought home to me by my wife, um, which I love her dearly. I uh, got the news yesterday morning that my wife, who is a nurse, has caught COVID again. Um, Now, I've done some extensive modeling of the pandemic in British Columbia, Canada. Um, And my model's quite accurate. Um, And I did a lot of research, you know, on the time constants of, you know, the incubation periods, the duration you have the have COVID-19. So I've, I've already kind of done the math. Um, She was, she started displaying symptoms on Sunday um, I will, I'll, will add now as I'm recording this, it's Tuesday. She sh- seems a lot better. Um, so, and she's had, uh, her booster shots and all that. She, so she's doing fine. So with it happening on Sunday and, um, the, the incubation period with COVID science has showed it's around four days on average, sometimes five, sometimes even three. Um, so if I deduce it that way, and she started showing symptoms, actually it was Saturday night, um, I heard her coughing and stuff. So I can deduce that she was exposed on Wednesday at work by her co-worker, co-worker who let her know um, that she had had COVID um, or has COVID. So that means I was exposed sometime between Wednesday and sunday now the viral load is is a big factor in people who have been exposed but aren't displaying any symptoms and i might add that around 40 percent of people that get COVID don't display any symptoms um so and it all depends on your viral load um so assuming that her viral load wasn't large enough um on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, I was probably exposed on Saturday. Now, the last time I got COVID, um, although it was not pleasant, and for a few days, I would have classified it as an extreme illness in all logical, you know, senses. I had a very mild, mild symptoms. I was just fine. It took me about seven days to get through it. So if I assume on Saturday, um, and I'll assume that I will display symptoms um, again, although I have had two shots, um, and of course immunity is changing, the virus is evolving, most likely has evolved to be much easier to spread, 
but uh, a lot less, um, you display a lot less symptoms. Now, viruses will adapt this way because they want to spread. If you're symptomatic, you're going to stay at home and not spread anything. So viruses have evolved for millions and millions, billions of fucking years uh, to behave this way. But we'll assume that I am going to show some symptoms. So it is now Tuesday as I'm recording this. Um, You'll see the video version of this on Sunday. So five days from now, five and a half days. The audio podcast will put out on Friday, so in three and a half days. Now, I should, if I was exposed Saturday, it'd be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so tomorrow. Now, I get a little bit, you know, I thought last night I was feeling something in my chest, but I think I'm just, you know, playing playing too much in my mind. So, But tomorrow I should start feeling symptoms. Hopefully not to the degree I did the first time, which was, you know, the, they were minor symptoms at the end of the day for COVID. But yeah, that's that's why I wanted to title this podcast. Um, sometimes I just, you know, I don't have any specific topics I want to go on. I, I, tr- I try to keep it economic focused. And a lot of my model, uh, you know, from a few years ago, I was trying to work towards, you know, what are the effects of lockdown measures on the economy? And this has come up many times. What were the effects? Well, in aggregate, the the main effect was capital utilization was reduced. Um, and what is capital? Well, capital and fixed capital in an aggregate sense is all your machines and factories. This produces output. So you have inputs going into this capital, creating outputs. So an input could be labor. Another important input um, is obviously energy. And then the raw materials. Um, And then out out comes the other end of the uh, chute is your output. When you reduce the actual, so you have a capital stock, and if you're using it at 100%, well, there you go. But if you reduce it, obviously output is reduced. If output's reduced, employment's reduced, right? And that was the, the main effect um, of COVID-19. And of course, our governments did the wise thing and started pumping money into the economy. Uh, if in, in Canada, we had um, what we called CERB checks. Um, I can't remember what that acronym stands for. Basically, you had a job, but you were relieved from that job temporarily. You received a check. In some cases, it was abused. Um, and one thing that is abundantly clear in, in retrospect is that it lasted too long. And I know my my heterodox friends will cringe when I say this, but there wasn't an inflationary aspect to that, no doubt. If you're not producing as much output, but you're printing even more money, and I'm sorry, I'm using the word printing, um, digitally making money appear in settlement accounts so they can be marked up in deposit accounts, whatever you want to call it, that is the definition of inflation. Um, But I will add, it was necessary. It was fucking necessary. The, The alternative is the people that had to stay home and not earn an income with lockdown orders, would have not been able to pay their rents, not buy groceries, not be able to pay their their mortgages. Uh, We saw a very steep decline, very steep, but then a quick V-shaped recovery almost, or a checkmark-shaped recovery. Had we not, uh, our governments around the world, not supported individuals in that manner, it would have been very fucking bad. 
Okay, would have been bad. So that from an economic standpoint is COVID-19. Now, fast forward, you know, three, three and a half years into the future, and we are still struggling, although I think it's starting to subdue with the, the after effects of, you know, our lockdowns and then the government compensating by providing funds to individuals so they could survive. And that was a bout of inflation. Now, most of that inflation, in my opinion, and I, I bet you historically, sometime in the future, the, it, the proof will be in the pudding that most of it was caused by supply constraints, global con- supply constraints. Because um, we turned off the taps pretty, not quick enough, but quickly. Um, but we, Starting a, a large factory or an industry or an entire sector, it's not a flip of a light switch. So you have that factor, right? People have left that in. A lot of people left the industries they were in and cycled into new. There was a rotation um, for employment. Um, and that, that caused, that was an issue for a couple of years. So people had changed their professions um, and they weren't going back to the, so that the, the people that the industries that needed to come back online had to find new workers, train new workers. That takes time. And of course, this creates an complex systems. These are all a bunch of first order delays in the system, first order lags. So now you have shipping containers stocking up, but nobody to ship them. Of course, if you got to ship them um, and there's a priority to ship them, well, you know, the shipping companies will ship them, but for a higher price. So shipping costs went through the roof. And of course, in our our next day inventory world, we rely on global shipping. We also rely on uh, fuel and energy to support that shipping. But a lot of interesting things happened during COVID, you know, oil prices, you know, um, was it Texas crude? Went negative 20 on the markets. That's fucking bizarre. Like, I don't know if we'll ever, well, it's a, it's a sign. It's a sign if what would happen in the early days if our societies were ever to break down. Um, wow, that was a fascinating time. It was a fascinating time to look at the markets, the stock markets go where they were going in those, you know, March of 2020, April 2020. It was alarming. It was alarming. And a lot of people didn't know um, what the course of the the pandemic would take. We we didn't understand the death rates, you know. So a big part, you know, in model, when I I built my model, you know, a big part of it was showing that um, we weren't detecting um, all the cases in the beginning but we were seeing all the deaths. So we had this death rate that was quite inflated and it was quite alarming. In some, in some areas it was 5%. So there, there, there was a, a, a great deal of alarm that this is serious. 5% of the population is going to die. Now, obviously as we managed to get our testing capacities up higher, that the death rate went down. The amount of people that actually die from COVID. Now, that's not the discount that elderly people or vulnerable people were dying at higher rates. And it is a serious um, virus. And then we have long COVID and we're still studying the effects of that. 
But anyways, I'm expecting to have COVID by tomorrow. Thanks to my wife, who's a lovely, lovely person, who's a nurse, who gives to this world like I know nobody else can give to this world. But she gave me fucking COVID twice. Twice! Now, she's going to hear this eventually, so I got to make sure I add in the lovely part. She's a better person than me. But she is a super spreader in my household. Going back to the economics of things. It is, COVID was a kind of a primer of, of the impending breakdown. We are headed for a breakdown. We are living on a finite planet. I was talking to some Austrian supporters and their idea is that you can divide productivity and, and, and what you get out of each unit of each widget that you have to make something out of that widget, you can just continue dividing that into infinity. This smaller and smaller slices um, will produce the same output somehow. Of course, they fail to understand in, uh, energy is involved in that. You need more and more energy. So you need infinity energy to have infinity output. <laughs> Uh, that's not just Austrians, it's neoclassicals too. Yeah, it was a primer. It's a primer for our breakdown. What was what, what the beginning kind of looks like. You know. The only way out is, you know, we'd have to really massively curtail our consumption as individuals. That's kind of what we'd have to do, I guess, focus on food only. But it was a good primer. I think a lot of study of all the variables of during COVID, um, even if they were exogenously influenced by government decisions and policies, the outcomes are a good case study of a collapsing society, a collapsing modern society, right? The behavioral science, you know, how long people, you know, bought into lockdowns. And then when they weren't applied correctly and turned off and then turned back on, people became frustrated. There's a whole, there's years of study there, if we make it that long. Although we're looking, you know, the latest limits to growth, um, Earth 4, call them Earth now, Earth for all model which is four. There was Earth 3, apparently, and Earth 2. Got to check these. They're basically the the successors to the world. World models. Um, world 2 and 3. Um, but, we, yeah, we are... Uh, we're headed to... The, the collapse has been pushed out a little bit further. Seems a little more op- optimistic, the Earth for all. Um, models anybody you know as if you're watching eventually the youtube version of this if anybody knows you know has done some really deep study into the earth for all model hit me up in the comments you know i'd like to know more you know they i know jorgen randers was never a big fan of nominal gdp but this model's really included some 
they look like epicycles. I don't know if they're based. These cycles are endogenous from the model. I have to explore it more myself. But yeah, it's it's a amazing fucking primer. Um, frightening, frightening because COVID it was decision based. But uh, you know, if we were run out of resources, there's no decision there, right? There's only one path at that point. So. You know, it's um, it's frightening. Now, I'm concerned that I may die by next week. Who knows? You know, COVID is a crazy thing. I think I'm even feeling the symptoms right now. I think I am. Or maybe that's man symptoms, as my wife would say. And I'll remind everybody once again, my wife is responsible for this illness. I still never got, you know, I had built the model, the pandemic model, and I presented it at um, the International System Dynamic Conference last year. Um, my goal was to really integrate that with an economic model. Because um, with climate change, we're, we're bound to, to face more pandemics in the future as areas that weren't so hot are hotter and we are pushing into forests and areas that we weren't before. And the mixture of humans and wild animals only increases on a daily basis. We're probably due for another pandemic a lot faster than the huge gap between the Spanish flu of 1918 and COVID-19 of 2020. Uh, We're probably going to condense that. So it it may, it may it may be really really important to have that integrated model, a pandemic model that um, shows the dynamics of the effects on a capitalist economy. And you know, I was kind of partway there. And my mental model says that really the main effect is capital utilization, right? And I guess you'd have to add other aspects on you know injecting you know the unit. Um, that you use to to exchange things somehow. It would be a complicated process. I have all these great model ideas. I just I'm one person. It's 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 one person. I'd love to make my old my own model of the solar system. Right. I'd love to do that. Computer, my computer's not powerful enough to do that. I don't think it could solve all the ordinary differential equations. And I, I can't do it. One man can't do that. You know, the uh, limits to growth was quite, uh, quite a, uh, well, it was at the Club of Rome. But there was a lot of, so you had Dennis Meadows, Daniela Meadows, Jorgen Randers, one other individual that authored the book. But then you had researchers under there. And a lot of it was statistically testing all the lookup tables in the model. Lookup table is... Is it, is, it, is it simply a spreadsheet, a little table? So you have a column for your inputs and a column for your output. So if some sort, you've created some sort of ratio, and that ratio is let's say two. And so on the first column it says two adjacent to it, in the next column to the right, and let's say it says 0. 0.05. That would be your output. So that's a lookup table. It's a function. Instead of doing it mathematically, so if you're not really good at math and um, system dynamics is never claimed to be good at math. 
although they're working with ordinary differential equations. And, and actually, it's not just uh, um, that, it's actually integration. So it's the study of the gap between um, everything below the line and how it increases and decreases, not the line itself. Um, people should go Google what integration is on Google to understand that. It gives you a lot smoother operation. So the changes of a line, the differentiation of a line can be quite rapid. And so if you have multiple, you're solving multiple equations, um, it can cause errors in your, your model. So system dynamics, real life, um, Jay Forster and company realizes uh, really early on, you want to use integration. And integration is the change uh, in, not just on the line, the top of the line, but everything in be below it. And of course, that's uh, a lot smoother. Right? But I'm digressing here. This has gone from a conversation of COVID-19 to the effects of the economy to me blaming my wife three times um, that I, ha I, well, I haven't officially had COVID yet, but I think I'm going to get it. Yeah. And Murray's very careful. That's my wife's name. And now she's a nurse. So it just goes to show that um, it's, it's very easy to, to catch it unless you're like Steve Keen and you're wearing a ventilator, a, a, not a ventilator, but a mask that has an air filter attached with a small lawnmower powering it. Um, you know, it's, it's very easy. It also shows, you know, my model showed that this would be endemic. And that it would just simply grow. So there'll be more and more cases as we move on. This is now a flu or a cold that you get um, with, based on a period of an, uh, immunity. Now, hopefully, there's, you know, our bodies adapt to it. And it, it just is what it is at that point, a cold. But all new appearances of viruses... Um, our, before our immune system can battle them, they can cause a lot of complications. So I'm, I'm actually watching like my symptoms. I'm tracking it because it's of interest to me. I may have to change my model <laughs> to show immunity over time. But my model just shows eventually, like all SIR models. So an SIR model, and I'm doing um, um, a tutor modeling tutorial on my channel. And that's really how my YouTube channel started. That's my small claim to fame is I started doing tutorials using Minsky software. And of course I built a large pandemic model using Minsky. Well, I'm doing a small version, an SEIR model. So an SIR model is susceptible, infected, recovered, or removed. Um, and an SEIR model is a susceptible uh, exposed, infected, removed model. Now, my large model had 27 system states, so, and kind of in three dimensions. So, yeah, the first time, you know, you're um, uh, susceptible, you're in the, what's called the susceptible compartment in the health industry modeling. Uh, stocks are called compartments, flows are called incidents. So, you're in um the susceptible compartment then you move into the exposed compartment 
Then you move into the asymptomatic compartment. Then you move into the symptomatic compartment. And you could drop off in recovery from, from this point on. You moved into the uh, hospitalized compartment. Um, you moved into the intensive care compartment. Then you moved into the ventilated compartment. And things are getting bad once you're ventilated. Death rate's 50% at that point. Um, and then you move into recovered. If you haven't died or recovered at some other compartments, um, just hit my my thing. Um, so and so that was one dimension. Then the next dimension is you've recovered. You could go through that whole process again if you got COVID again, and then also if you're vaccinated. You could be vaccinated, have some sort of immunity for a period of time, and then go through all the compartments again, right? So it all it equaled 27 compartments or stocks, so a 27-system state model. Um, in my little tutorial, I've, it's a five-state system model. I'm showing how you can use accounting uh, to make sure your model stock flow consistent. So in this model, I have population as an asset. I have people that ha are susceptible as a liability, exposed as a liability, affected as a liability, and recovered as an equity. That would be the equity, equity in the system. Obviously, that's a good thing, right? Your asset are your people. The liability in this model, obviously, is the disease itself. So people susceptible, infected, etc. And I'm showing that you can use accounting uh, to measure anything in life. And if you do that, if you're double entry bookkeeping it, you're going to know where all your mutually exclusive flows are. And even if it's not mutually exclusive, for instance, in this model, you could have bursts. Bursts will increase the uh, population, which is under assets. It'll also increase, so it's not uh, taking one away from the other, it'll also increase susceptible people. This kind of gets into aggregate banking. When a bank creates a loan, the asset is the loan, so it goes up. The liability is a deposit that a customer has at their bank. It goes up too. But then when you're looking at either just in assets or just in liabilities, you do what's called a swap. So a liability swap in the pandemic model is a person moves from susceptible, it goes down. Um, and they go into exposed, it goes up. It's a liability swap in monetary terms. It's a mutually exclusive flow in like a scientific term. I haven't really fucking said fuck too much in this um, podcast. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Make sure you hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. If you are listening to the a, a podcast version, well, there's all the uh, follow options, you know, with Apple and um, Spotify and Google Podcasts and all that. You know, I'm not a big, I don't li I'd like listening to the audio, but I know a lot of people like to actually listen to me. My numbers are bigger on my podcast and my, my vidcast version. Um, Go figure. Um, so I guess I, I'm not a big fan. I like to sit and watch somebody, you know, swear for 30 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, hit me up on Patreon. You know, I put all my blogs there. You know, you can support me for as little as $2.50 a month. Um, it helps to do uh, so I can do my research into my 
stock flow monetary dynamics model, which really I want it to be kind of a first year kind of degree um, course, essentially. Like you could use this model um, and it operates a dynamic um, macro economy and you can test different policy prescriptions and see from a qualitative perspective what happens. Also to teach you how to model. Very hard though, making a large integrated model. It's very hard. It's easy to make small little models, and even you know, system dynamicists will always recommend just make small little piece piecemeal models. My attempt is really I'm taking a lot of pieces, a lot of Steve Keen's work, and you know, my own work and other people's work, and combining it into one integrated model of the macro economy. It's tough. It's really tough. Neoclassical economists have been trying for 200 years and have failed up until this date to make any cohesive model that represents reality and not some fictional universe in another dimension. You can find me on Twitter, Tykeens, at Tykeens. That would be the same for YouTube, at Tykeens. I'm on LinkedIn too, if you really want to go there, if you want that professional relationship with me. So Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash Tykeens. Website, I uh, my model collection is getting quite large. I'm building the repository there. So Tykeens.com for the models, it's Tykeens.com slash SD-models. Of course, you can see that in the links on the website. Yeah. Sorry uh, for last week for Bob Murphy. I'm sorry, buddy. I love you like a brother. Just not your economics, but I'm sorry. You can tell it hurt you. I won't do that again. I promise. I'm done with you. (laughs) Well, it's the countdown. Like, really, I should be. It could be tonight I start feeling the symptoms. Um, You might not see me next week. You know, it might be the end. Might be the end for Tykeens. Um, I do want people to pay attention if you're interested. Like my specialty is system dynamic modeling, complex systems, think uh, systems thinking. Right. I like to look at systems as a whole, look at their feedback effects. Right. Try to develop policy options. You know, once you understand the system. So if you're interested in using Minsky. Um, because you're interested in economics, which you probably are if you're watching this podcast. Well, I'm doing a good little five-part tutorial to kind of show you what accounting is, what a complex system is, what are feedbacks, you know, how do you control it um, with equations. A lot of people, I, I've had comments will say, this is great, Ty, but it's really mathy. Well, really, in in there are circumstances where you can get to into some complex, like the world three model. It's a complex model. You're going to need to know, you're going to have it have an advanced level of math, the basic system dynamic model. You just need to know your, your operators plus minus divide and multiply. That's all you really got to know. And everything's graphically, you know, there's a graphic interface, make it really intuitive to operate. You don't actually have to know how to create an ordinary differential equations, although understanding that and integration um, is going to make you a better modeler. Uh, These programs, Minsky, Vinsim, uh, Simulink, they are creating the 
the ODEs for you. Right? So you don't have to be that math- mathy to create small little models that have, you know, maybe even a two-system uh, uh, state model, like a, the, the predator-prey model. You don't, you don't have to know, you know, great deals of math. So it's anybody can access system dynamics, you know, and start modeling your own little problems, household problems, right? Behavioral problems. I love that fucking shit. I love doing it. So I'm doing that. It's on my YouTube channel. Uh, What am I calling it? I'm calling it how to build a system dynamics model. Pretty clever title. Um, Part one, part two. Um, so if you were to download Minsky and then watch that series, my goal was that by the end of it, you could build the, this little pandemic model. And once you build one type of model, you can start building other types of models, right? And just get used to the interface in Minsky and start addressing. And I made sure to use the godly table in Minsky, which is an accounting table. So your assets, liabilities, and your equity, and you're doing double bookkeeping accounting. Made sure to do it in that framework so you'd get the uh, idea of accounting. It's pretty important when you're counting money. Though Austrians and neoclassicals, they don't, they don't seem to think so. But anyways, that's it. Um, I'll see you next week. I've got something special, but I can't tell you. But we will see you next week if COVID does not end my career as the commentary dude of economics and complex systems. If, if that does occur, well, I guess my wife will have to take over the podcast. She doesn't swear as she just some simply doesn't swear. So I don't know how entertaining it is without swearing in a podcast. That's all I know how to do, swear and talk about complex systems. Anyways, see you later.